Just know you're not alone Cause I'm gonna make this place your News Radio 840 WHS. Good Sunday morning. Bob Sekulder and the Louisville Real Estate Show here with you until the top of the hour. Hopefully you're having a good day and getting through the weather that we've been having over the past number of days. With us, Randy Rocky, Swan Financial. You can reach Randy anytime directly on his cell phone at 645-0736. Also, Kevin Disler, who is with Pitt & Frank Attorneys at 895-9900. They do great jobs at closing. They have multiple offices as well. And certainly there's one office near you for a closing. You can pick the closing attorney that you want, and that's a great way to do it. Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning, Bob. Good morning, morning, Bob. I think uh, my son Greg has the day off because he's out of town. So we wish him he stays safe and uh, he'll be back next week. All right, let's start right off the top. Something a little bit on the humorous side. Did you all see the Bernie Sanders with the mittens on in a rocking chair photo that made its way around the Internet? Yes, the memes on everything. The meme on everything, yeah. So the latest uh, popping up uh, meme of Bernie uh, is sitting in the, on the front uh, porch of a house that was on the MLS. I don't know what city it actually occurred in, but it helped to sell the house because it got it attention to the fact that Bernie was sitting on the house and that got people <laughs> looking at it. The uh, photo, the house is 144,900. It shows an image of Sanders on the front porch. And another picture shows him in the kitchen. And apparently, a post on Instagram brought in 50,000 likes in one day and helped to sell the house. Oh, wow. Just goes to show innovative Being marketing. creative. It's exactly right. All right. So our first, we got a bunch of questions coming in. And again, we're doing these shows via COVID. And because of that, uh, we don't have the access from uh, from phone calls inbound. So we ask you, if you've got a question, send us your email with your question in it. Subject line could be question for radio and send it to Bob at we sell And the first one comes in with regards to a mortgage. And Randy, this is right up your alley. So Bobby is asking about what it will cost him. He's pre-approved for $200,000, but he likes a house out there that's actually $210,000. What will the difference in payment be for every $10,000 he increases? Uh, hopefully, he can afford it. He's pre-approved to go up a little higher. But again, 10000 based on today's interest rates, which I should check in with you, they're pretty much holding a little below, a little above 3 based on 3% based on your uh, credit score. Am I pretty close on that? Uh, that is correct. NMLS number 2473. <laughs> and uh, what... what um, what it's it's funny you mention that because I break it down per thousand yeah. or per ten thousand with whatever someone is actually putting down uh, uh-huh. their down payment. But in a normal credit score situation, where if they're if they're around a seven twenty and they're and they still have PMI private yeah. mortgage insurance, they put less than twenty percent down. Uh, you're looking all in about uh, five dollars and fifty cents per thousand or fifty five dollars per ten thousand. Uh, per month is what you're looking at. $55 increase per month per 10,000. That's out the door. Yes. There's no other extra fees, hidden stuff, taxes and, no. and all that stuff. Okay. And so, PMI. And you and get PMI. into, if you don't have a PMI, a private mortgage situation, you're more in the 50 range. 
or five dollars per thousand or fifty dollars and if you're into a lower credit score fha scenario where you're in a lower credit score you get up into the sixty dollar per ten thousand or six dollars per thousand right Got it. and can will that extrapolate out randy so for example if someone wants to go ten to twenty thousand dollars so we're looking at 120 dollars a month more per for twenty thousand that is correct okay it'll be either a hundred a hundred and 10 or 120. That's right. 50, 55, or 60. And a thousand, yes. you say a thousand dollars is equal to how much of an increase? Either five dollars per month, 550 per month, or six dollars per Based month. Based on what type of mortgage. Okay. So, folks, this is a really good rule of thumb for all of you to think about as you move forward and look for homes because. The homes that you will like may not be exactly in your price range. Check with your lender. And again, I recommend Randy over at Swan Financial. We'll be giving his number out again. But uh, certainly this gives you the ability to at least raise your search by small increments. But at the same time, you'll know what that will increase your mortgage payment by. All right. Once again, if you want to see, by the way, a a replay of this show, we actually are recording this and we'll put it up on YouTube. You can go to LouisvilleAnswers.com and you can see the sweater that Kevin is wearing uh, right now today (laughs) and also the sweater that Randy is wearing right now. It's another (laughs) dapper dress. LouisvilleAnswers.com will get you to the redirect, which is our YouTube channel. Also, by the way, if you want to see what sellers are saying about us, go to LouisvilleSellersTalk.com or LouisvilleZillow.com is where our reviews are. All right. Back to the questions. This one comes up for attorney uh, Kevin. You ready? It's a question from Ashley, Mr. Dissler. A few years ago, Ashley says, my neighbors built a wooden fence around their home. And apparently Ashley has a great relationship with her neighbors, but her husband and her just realized that the fence is actually built three feet onto their property. I guess he didn't do a a survey of the land or the fence company didn't do a survey, which is usually pretty typical. Now, apparently this, this neighbor doesn't actually use those three feet on his side of the fence or their side of the fence. But now they can no longer access them or access them. And I've heard, she says, that he can now claim ownership over that land through, she says, what she believes is adverse possession. Can he really take the land even though he's not doing anything with those three feet of land? And again, she just indicates a few years ago. Kevin, how would you respond to that or anybody else who has that as a problem? Well, people always phrase the issue of adverse possession. It's kind of like an urban myth. Uh-huh. You know, it, it, it does exist, but the test for it is so difficult. It's really hard for anybody to prove a case. Um, it has to be basically that, you know, Bob, you know, it's your backyard. I know it's your backyard. I tell you, I'm putting a fence up, taking three feet of your backyard. I'm telling you, I'm excluding you from it. And you don't do anything about it for the prescribed period of time, which I think was 15. I think it's down to 10 now. But ten, and ten you years? have to have a continuation of ownership. 10 years? I, I believe it was down for 15 to 10 years. Okay. But in this case, there there is a situation whereas, you know, the best way to handle that is when someone does this. First, like you mentioned, get a survey before you put a fence up. Right. And surveys will cost four, $400, $500 usually. 
But but without that, what you can do if you're on good na- good relations with your neighbors, just work out an easement agreement mm-hmm. that you both recognize the fence is on your property, that they have the right to go onto your property, maintain the fence. But if they have to repair it or replace it, that they will put it back within the property line. And that's usually the best way to do it. Adverse possession does exist. Sometimes you'll have a roadway that'll be blocked one day a year. Like I used to be a member of a church that did that Mm -hmm. just to establish that one day a year they blocked off everybody's rights to use it. So you can't have a claim for adverse possession, but those claims are very difficult to maintain. And you just have to have the right fact situation, which which Ashley's was not. But I would advise her to seek out counsel to come up with an easement agreement. Yeah, and I'll be giving Kevin's number out to get some direction in just a minute, as well as Randy's number. Incidentally, if your home is not sold or you're thinking of selling, we can help you. Go to LouisvilleHouseDoctors.com. That's LouisvilleHouseDoctors.com and fill out our form. And yes, we do make house calls and no, we do not charge for those house calls. All right, back to these emails on questions. This goes to Randy Rocky from Swan Financial. And apparently Arnold says I made a mortgage payment, but the loan servicer is saying they did not receive it. And he's afraid it's going to lower his credit score. Will not receiving one payment, Randy Rocky, reduce your credit score? What's the guidelines on this? Uh, a lot. Uh, it's, it's, it, it can be as much as a hundred point uh, difference in having a one times 30 is what is called in the mortgage terminology of you're more than 30 days past due on a one times 30 is, uh, is not good at all for your credit. It so lower uh, it a hundred, 100 points. Oh, it could uh, up to a hundred points. Uh, oh. I just had a situation come up where somebody missed a credit card payment and he was a 771 score. And now he is a 640 score. Oh, geez. All right, so one credit card payment. That's that is <laughs> shocking. So let's let's first address what Arnold needs to do, and then I want to ask you a question that could help every single person who's listening who has a mortgage payment. So what should Arnold do having having missed this one payment, and apparently his score could be lowered? Does he appeal to the mortgage company? Does he yes. try to show payment? It's, true, what, it's called a servicer. Yes, it, okay. he would appeal to the servicer. And say, hey, uh, here's a copy of my check. Is there any way we can t- just take it off? I don't even mind t- paying a late fee, uh, but I really need this is detrimental to my credit. And then what I would recommend for him, and I recommend for everyone, is is do an auto draft uh, out of your checking account every month. Uh-huh. Uh, so that that's the way I would handle that situation. Just like I advised my client on the credit card as well. And so he's, he's sending that into the credit card company. Uh, a lot of times they will not change it, but you do have situations where they will. If you are able to prove it, and I don't know how you'd have a copy of the check if it hadn't been cashed and they claim they never received it, which is what I presume. Uh, yeah, Arnold that's a good saying. point. It, it, I don't know how you do it, but I think it does make for your second part of this answer, which is where I was going for auto draft or auto deduction or auto pay. And I'm thinking because, and I do that as well. That way there is no mistake. It can't be done. Now I use um, software like Quicken and I have Uh it set up. So it automatically sends it every month. I'm a little concerned that even then it could get, 
snagged somehow. And I think your your point. Great question. I think your point is maybe the auto draft is more more important. You think? Oh, one hundred percent. Because well, you, you make a great point. Let's say it doesn't come out then. Yeah. Well, if you signed an agreement with the the servicer that hey, I wanted this auto draft, and they just missed it, then they have to take that back out. They have to uh, uh, report to the credit bureau that you're not a one times thirty. Or there are some serious legal ramifications to that. Kevin, you had something to say on this. I was just going to mention that, you know, when you're bringing a couple points, one is I, I had a Christmas card for my daughter in Jacksonville, Florida, that was postmarked December 19th. Yeah. I received it last mm-hmm. week. We, we received it last the week? Postal Service had issues up last week. Wow. One month after it was actually postmarked. So that when the person said they mailed it, they very well may have, and it's just taking that. And the other thing I was, is that they're getting behind in payoffs and processing because they're processing forbearance requests. Mm. So we had talked to that, about that issue many mm-hmm. times before, but apparently they're getting inundated now, and they're just dealing processing those at the moment, and some of the other issues are kind of taking second place. Sounds like you're, you're even on a Sunday morning, Kevin, your phone is ringing. That's interesting. Go ahead. Keep going. It's probably the minister wondering where I am this morning. Yeah. Um, but I, I would just, we, we talked beforehand about forbearance and given COVID and people being behind on, on uh, mortgage payments. And just in the last week, we and this was a major large national service, and they're saying that they, they're, those are that processing payoffs processing payments, they're a little bit more behind than they usually are. So it very well may be that the gentleman who called you up to talk to it, they may actually receive and process it. They just may need, you know, find out a week or two from now that it actually gets processed. Uh, interesting point. I think, though, uh, what I'm taking away with this right now, the importance of auto deduction. Can Randy or Kevin, can you see any reason why we shouldn't do that. I mean, the only concern I have is if for some reason the money is not there and they deduct, and then you've got a non-sufficient fund label, which becomes more costly on top of everything else. I don't. Here is the one thing I caution everyone of, and Kevin would elaborate on this as well, I know, is wire fraud. Mm. So if you get something on email that says, hey, you need to change your auto deduction to, uh, to this account number, it's probably going to Costa Rica. Cool. Uh, literally, or somewhere like that, and somebody's grabbing money from you. So I cannot emphasize enough, if you ever receive an email, I, I cannot emphasize enough, an email on any type of wiring of any money, you contact that company to confirm it, and then you call them again, and you go on Google to make sure that you're calling the company both times, the actual business uh, phone number. And uh, I could tell you stories that would uh, raise a lot of people and they would just shake their head. And, it, and I don't want to do it on a Sunday morning, but there yeah. are, it's a billion, a billion dollar industry wire fraud in the mortgage industry right well, now. Well, and, that's, and I know we all are aware of that in this industry. I will tell you, uh, we're late to go to a break, but I got to tell you this, my brother got, he's using both of the different companies that are out there. I'm using one, but he's using both that will monitor your credit rating. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? I, I don't want to give them oh, a, yes. a uh-huh. plug, but it, they're credit uh-huh. monitoring companies. He got an alert that someone had opened an account 
in his name with Bank of America. So he called them, and then he found out that someone fraudulently filed a tax return in his name. So, oh yeah, so oh yes. Your your point about wire fraud is is so important, and also, folks, uh, and I'm not a big fan of spending money needlessly, but no, these two companies are out there. Uh, in this day and age, with COVID and so many people, all these scammers looking to take your bucks, that we need some added protection. Uh, if you want to send me an email, I'll send you the name of the companies. I don't, I don't own any stock in them. I just want to make sure everybody knows. Uh, Bob at WeSellLouisville.com and then credit monitoring, and I'll get you those names back out to you. We're going to take a break. When we come back, 21 things a burglar won't tell you. Also, we're going to talk more with some of the questions that we've got for our, our folks here. Randy Rocky, Swan Financial, great guy, 6450736. They do a great job getting it closed, getting the thing job done. So does Kevin Disler, Pitt and Frank Attorneys at 895-9900. And again, my son, Greg's out of town. But you can reach me anytime on my cell phone because we are desperately looking for homes day and night uh, at 376-5483. My, also, my hello to Dr. Snell, who is my doctor, who I went to see this past week. He says, oh, I hear you're looking for homes. He listens to our radio show all the time. So thanks for listening to uh, Dr. Snell and all the other great folks that are out there. We're back in a moment on News Radio 840 WHAS. Need a home loan or refinancing? You need to talk to Randy Rocky at Swan Financial. Why have they become so popular? Because of our programs, our service, and our competitive rates. And now listen to this new program from Swan Financial. Yes, we have a 1% down program that also you will get 2% grant money from the investor. Call Randy Rocky today at 866-766-1920. Swan Financial, NMLS 2473 and 26362. Equal housing opportunity. Call for additional cost information. Other restrictions may apply. Pitt and Frank has long served your real estate closing needs throughout the Louisville and Southern Indiana area, including our newest location in Oldham County across from the Southeast Christian Church in Crestwood. But did you know that Pitt and Frank can assist you with your estate planning and long-term care needs? Don't leave your loved ones the burden of being unprepared. There are solutions available to protect assets and income as well as plan for your long-term care. Call us today at Pitt and Frank. 502-895-9900. That's 502-895-9900. Shopping for a home? The place to start is Remax Properties East. Experienced, caring, top-producing agents who service all of Louisville and surrounding areas. On your computer or on your smartphone, head to homesinlouisville.com and sign into one of the most advanced home search sites in the country. That's homesinlouisville.com. Residential or commercial real estate, let the award-winning agents at REMAX Properties East help. Take the first step in your house hunting journey. Visit homesinlouisville.com or call 425-6000 today. Hi, I'm Barbara Corcoran. I'm constantly asked by news sources how to best navigate today's real estate market. I call the brightest agents in the business to get their input. Hi, Bob. What's going on in Louisville? Hi, Barbara. The Louisville real estate market is hotter than we've ever seen it. I'm so happy to hear that. With our exclusive marketing plan, we can get sellers top dollar right now. Get the best advice from my friend, Bob Sokoler. Go to WeSellLouisville.com. Be safe and smart. 
News Radio 840 WHAS, the Louisville Real Estate Show, here with you till the top of the hour. With us, Randy Rocky Swan Financial at 6450736. Kevin Disler, Pitt and Frank Attorneys, 895 9900. You can reach me, Bob Sekoler, anytime at 376 5483. And our thanks to Barbara Corcoran, who's from Shark Tank fame. And certainly, I think we're scheduled to do another commercial with her in the next couple of months. I'm looking forward to seeing her. All right. So one of the things that we are looking for always is how to maintain safety in your home. And in this case, 21 things a burglar is not going to tell you. You know, millions of homes are going to be burglarized this year. And here's how to make sure that yours is not one of them. First of all, your front door. This may seem pretty obvious, but intruders come in through the door, and they see it's open, and that happens, or unlocked. And I can't begin to tell you how many people have told me they leave their door unlocked. This is crazy, folks. In this day and age, you need to make sure you lock your front door. And these days, you can get electronic locks. Randy, Kevin, do you use any of the electronic locks on your front door these days that hook up to your security system or even a Nest or so? No, that looks like a no. I, I, don't, I don't use a, electronic locks, but I have cameras all on the outside, and, and I'm, I'm very uh, – we got broken into, and I've never seen my wife's face mm. like that in my entire life. She was uh, – it, it was a very a big violation for her. So uh, we, we – uh, at both our homes, we, we're, we're very protective with ADT. Good, yeah. And I've got – Kev, you got uh, coverage on your place? We have four cameras and we have a burglar alarm system. And right. it's just, I think in these days and these times, you just have to invest in it. It's not that, and actually what you're talking about, the Nest products, yeah. it's really not that expensive to put them in. No, and Ring has a product as well. Uh, one of the things that's next on our list is to put some sort of visualization uh, camera on that front porch because nearly a mm-hmm. third of people have packages, of all people have packages stolen who get them delivered. Certainly, you want to be able to one third. One third. This is according to a most. Oh wow! Yeah. So you want to make sure. And again, remember, we're not just talking about residential homes. They're they're in the city and the variety of things. So that's another thing you need to be careful of. Also, uh, your garbage can. Something else. Property crimes have been decreasing steadily for the past decade, according to the most recent FBI data. But that doesn't mean you can't let your guard down. Setting out a box for your new 60-inch HGTV or the newest high-end gaming console at the curb is basically advertising. I think this makes sense to everybody. You're advertising, hey, look what I just got. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that it yes. should go. Makes a lot of sense. It does make a lot of sense. So box it, you know, tear it up, put it inside a trash can so you're not screaming, uh, screaming it out to everybody. Also, your street, thanks to better increased traffic, uh, homes in high visibility places like on corner lots are far less likely to be broken into, but there are simply too many potential ways to be seen. Townhomes, houses in the middle of the block, or houses in cul-de-sacs are much better targets because they're, in many cases, private. Also, when it comes to your health, the opioid epidemic is still raging. There's theft of drugs. I have yet to understand how and why we let these things in our medicine cabinets when we have maybe company over it, not with COVID at all, but cleaners. Uh, it could be a variety of people, even theft via breaking in, like uh, Randy was just talking about breaking into your car. I know 
some people are still leaving their cars unlocked. Randy, Kevin, you guys, do we consciously make an effort to lock our cars? Never. You don't? Oh, yeah. I'd never leave my car unlocked. Good. All right. That's a good thing. Your garage door opens another problem. If you've ever leave your house keys just lying around in the open, you would never do that. But people leave their garage door openers visible in cars. So think about hiding those so they're not visible because someone, they could take it, they could follow you. I know they could run a plate these days. It's more common than others. Make sure your windows are locked. Make sure that your doorbell has, or if you can afford it, a doorbell camera. Also make friends with neighbors who live around you. I have a neighbor across the street and we have this thing when they go away, we watch out for them and we go away, they watch for us. Uh, this goes- You have friends, Bob? I know well, the two of them. Just rare, uh, yeah. yeah. I'm on the payroll. Thank you, Randy. Um, do not post vacation pictures while you're out of town. When you get back, yeah, but not while you're out of town. Make sure you lock up your utility shed if you have one outside. Um, your neighborhood crime history. Keep track of that and make sure your alarm system is in working order. Make sure if you go out of town, someone you can arrange to have someone cut your lawn. Now, this is old school, but cut your lawn, get your mail, and uh, do do the best you can in terms of following what your mom told you or your dad told you. And it always helps to have a dog that's available for you to bark their head off if they see somebody yes, approaching. You've got two rather large dogs. I do. And, and my neighbors are not thrilled <laughs> about it, but I'm, it, it helps keep people away. All right. Let's go back to uh, the uh, emails that we are getting in. We only have a couple of minutes left. Sally has wrote in uh, recently about to sell her home. What paperwork is she going to need? Let's start with Randy from your end, uh, from the mortgage lender side, and then we'll go to Kevin from the closing side. What paperwork was Sally going to need to, uh, to get from start to finish? If she's not self-employed, W-2s, the last two years, W-2s. Uh, two most recent pay stubs, uh, who we're going to use for homeowners insurance. Uh, if they're, if they're, uh, bringing money to the table, we have to verify where it came from the account. Um, and that's, that's pretty much the, all in a driver's license. We need their driver's license and possibly social security card. We don't have to have that, but we would need that. That's, that's the basics. And, and you said if not self-employed, what if you are self-employed? I, I'm asking this. For uh, pre, uh, COVID has made it, uh, made it a lot more uh, strenuous. Uh, you have to have a profit and loss statement uh, verified one. from your accountant. Updated. Right, updated. Because they're, they're thinking 2020, you might have not have done as uh, well because of COVID. You have to have a P&L that is verified by your account, accountant and three months business bank statements to verify that the deposits are correct, that, that they are moving forward, that your gross, your gross sales are where you say they are. Got it. All right. And then, Kevin, your, your thoughts. What for closing paperwork do, does a person need? Same thing. The IDs uh, are, are a requirement, and mm-hmm. we do have some people, especially with COVID, are going around with expired IDs, so we, we would hate for them to have to cancel a closing just for them to get new IDs. Account statement, if you've got a first mortgage, you've got a home equity line, if you can get us that information as soon as possible, we also need your authorization signed off. We need the last four digits of your social, because anytime, say, Bob Sikola sells property, I'm assuming there are no other Bob Sikolas here in town. We have a lot of people named William Johnson. We have to go through 
through a process of clearing a number of liens. The quicker we get the information in, the better off we are at processing it. So, you know, that's, that's the main thing. We're having a little bit of difficulty right now. A lot of the banks are working from home, most of their personnel. So it's really difficult to get from A to B. Got it. Got it. I am sorry. I thought it was for the buyer side. If it's a seller side, we need, we don't need, but they yeah. basically, no, this was, for, this was for the buyer that. side, but I think it's, yeah, all the buyer but, side. Okay. It was for the okay. buyer side. So you're on target. Yep. Okay. All right. Our uh, thanks to uh, Kevin Disler at Pitt and Frank attorneys at eight, nine, five, nine, nine, zero, zero. Thank you, Kevin, for being here, sir. Also Randy Rocky Swan financial six, four, five, zero, seven, three, six. Uh, both uh, Randy over at Swan, Kevin over at Pitt and Frank Attorneys, great folks, and uh, they know what they're doing and do a great job. If you'd like to get in contact with me because we're continuing to need to sell homes, we need to list them, you can reach me at 376-5483 or you can go to louisvillehousedoctors.com. If you want to see what buyers are saying about us, go to louisvillebuyerstalk.com or sellers, go to louisvillesellerstalk.com and Go to Louisville Zillow if you want to see what people are writing about us with our reviews. We are out of time. Gentlemen, thank you for being here. We'll see you next Sunday right here on News Radio 840 WHAS.